Young Candy that go crazy. She chocolate and amazing, patient and persuasive. If you got a problem, Marsha saw the equation. She ain't tripping on no nigga. She ain't worried about relations. She just bringing y'all the show to cover different situations. It's the rhetoric. Marsha we know that you intelligent. The rhetoric. Got them thinking twice about being celibate. The rhetoric. Everybody want a piece of melanin. Every day striving to do better, steady leveling. She chocolate and amazing, patient and persuasive. If you got a problem, Marsha saw the equation. She ain't tripping on no nigga. She ain't worried about relations. She just bringing y'all the show to cover so my first episode is supposed to be about me. I just want to talk about me. I want to tell y'all about me. <coughs> Go ahead, tell them about you. And I also have a guest. Who's your guest? My best friend. Who's your best friend? <laughs> I just always feel like there's nobody that I can be more myself with than my best friend. So who better than to be my first guest to be on my first episode then? My best friend. Come on, man. You better pull him out. <laughs> uh, you know, young handy. But I call him Tay or Sheldon Shoulders or Billy Dior or Dennis or <laughs> the legendary icon. <laughs> legendary icon. We, we Philip. I didn't I call you every name man, in the book, listen, man. I got a lot of aliases. A lot of aliases. And if you know, you know. Like, if you just don't know, you just don't know. Okay, listen. So... I'm just excited to be here and to be doing it. So. We got to tell them about you then. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. That's better. All right. Then we need to tell them about you. Okay. First of all, what's your favorite snack? Hold on. I think I know. Is it still Oreos? Well. With with extra stuffing? Well. You ain't never got no single stuff. (laughs) I ain't never seen you single stuff. Because the single stuff is never enough. Once you've had double stuffed Oreos, you can't you can't go back to regular Oreos. You gotta have the double stuff. My Uncle mega Rocky stuff. got fucking mega stuff. I ain't never seen nigga with the mega that stuff. That was a little, little, little exclusive thing. Yeah, I guess only big people know about the exclusive shit. Cause I'm not big. Don't do that. Wait a minute. I've been losing weight, y'all. I've been losing weight. Little be big at the same time. I guess, but I don't even I don't even eat Oreos as much as I used to anymore because I've been I've been being healthy lately. So what's the favorite snack? Some trail mix. Trail mix. <laughs> you like pretzels? No. no. Um. I guess my my favorite healthy snack, like when I'm doing my little thirty day fitness challenges, is these green giant broccoli cheese tots. <laughs> Get them in the frozen vegetable aisle, okay, at your local Kroger or Walmart, okay, <laughs> and um. <clears throat> Fuck with the uh, broccoli cheese tots. <laughs> that's the best. That's the best. I put them in an air fryer. Broccoli like cheese tots. Fifteen minutes and I toss <laughs> toss them up like ten minutes in. Let the last five minutes, you know, let them crisp up. I'm gonna and give them a try. Good. They real good. Cause you say you fuck with them. I'm gonna give them a try. It's but... a full serving of broccoli in every serving size. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess my favorite. Um, what you say? Frozen vegetables are black good. Okay, but you, when you put them in the air fryer. Okay, because the air fryer saves so, lives. So air fryer, oh, air fryer saves lives. They save more lives than nurses out here. Okay, listen. I feel like a real adult now that I own an air fryer. Actually. <laughs> real lazy chefs have air fryers. No, 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 no. Because I follow this girl on Twitter. Um, I'm gonna tell you. All right, I think I'm gonna tell y'all her name, but she is out here. Frying Cornish hens in the air fryer. You can cook whatever you want to. Yes. Yes. Just because I'm doing it for broccoli, cheese, chops, and salmon. Because I'm just trying to be healthy and not, you know, whatever. And I don't like the oven. It takes a long time to heat up. You got to preheat and all that shit. Just throw that bitch in the air fryer. So I I like that. And, you know, you can put you can put anything you want in there. You just sleep on it because you eat it up. Shut up. <laughs> and and it's crazy because we had Chick-fil-A yesterday. He talking about something. I don't want no cold fries from Chick-fil-A. I said, you don't have to worry about cold fries because with an air fryer, cold fries are a thing of the past. <laughs> and I always like my fries extra crispy and I always order them extra crispy, but I don't have to do that anymore no when cap, I get takeout. The air fryer did put a little crisp on them. It wasn't the same like the microwave. The microwave, it would be soggy. Oh my God. You got you. Any day old food needs to really be heated in the air fryer. Put, put pizza in the air fryer the next day is fire. Listen, because the cheese get nice and crispy on the top. The crust get nice and crunchy on the bottom. And right when you bite into the cheese, it's still melty in the middle. Oh, my 
God, yes. <laughs> the air fryer was the best seventy dollars I ever spent. So look, what else you like out here? You like you don't you don't eat you don't you clearly change your diet. You don't eat all the bad shit no more. You liking fucking broccoli tots now. <laughs> um, yeah, I like the broccoli tots. Yeah. What else is there with Marsha out here nowadays? Um. Well, I turned twenty eight this year. God damn, you get old. Stop it. I'm a, I'm a single mom, but I'm single by choice. Um, I choose to be alone. I like it better this way. I can do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it. And, you know, that's something that I enjoy. Doing my own thing, not having nobody around me. Except my son and you sometimes and some select people. That's what it is. It's a control issue. I wouldn't even call it an issue. It's just a control thing. I like to be in control of my space. And I understand that I can't do that in public. You know, I'm not one of those people that's out in public and mad about being out in public. Like, uh, you need to do this and you need you should be doing that. Like, I understand that I can't control people. So I just limit my interaction <laughs> with the general public. <laughs> I like to be you in my limit house the things that you myself. can control. Yeah, exactly. So I'd, I'd rather be in my space and selecting who's in my space. I'm choosing you, you know. Yeah, you out here I, wild. I live vicariously through you. Because <laughs> I don't I don't give a damn if I can't control it. I'm out here. <laughs> you a wild one for sure. Mm-mm. No, you definitely are. But that's okay. And that's balance. And I think like a lot of my friends are like that. Like they live the life. And I I like to hear the stories. I don't have to do it myself to enjoy it and be happy for somebody and Feel like I was there when you tell me the story. Oh, no, y'all t- be out here living y'all lives. My friends is out here living their lives, okay? No, my friends out here living their lives. That's all I have for them. Y'all, they live in a different kind of life. Different type of life. That's what I'm saying. These niggas living up. Careless, risk-free. These niggas is living. Okay. It's too many risks for me. So listen. I got, I got shit to do tomorrow. Y'all have to know this. My best friend is biologically the younger brother one of the younger brothers of my child's father however we are no we don't talk about him that relationship is completely separate this is my best friend okay but their family like meeting him and my baby father and their family that was my introduction to that life i grew up very sheltered uh, we went to church every Sunday, Bible study every Tuesday, choir practice every Thursday. You know, that was my social life. If it wasn't a church event or school, I wasn't there. We didn't do sleepovers, none of that. My parents didn't play none of that shit. And so once I met y'all, that was, I was like, wow, this is the life that regular black people are living. It was, it was, it was new for me. <laughs> all the time like being a child of immigrant parents our parents are Jamaican I just it's different it's just different it is different ain't nothing wrong with being different though it ain't okay that's what I learned growing up now that I'm grown because I was very insecure as a child we might have to have an episode on insecurities (laughs) you gotta have an episode about insecurities because everybody got them lord know I have mine coming up I had a lot of insecurities until the nigga had a glow up. Okay, oh my I had God. the mohawk. They was not fucking with the uh, mohawk. I remember the pattern. I had a fade. They like nigga brush your hair. I'm like I did. <laughs> I, I got the goddamn mini fro. They like that shit is terrible. Oh my god! I said, damn, I got the braids. They said nigga, they don't even hang. Oh, I said, damn, I they can't get no love on no hairstyle. <laughs> I got the locks. Now they trying to suck me in love. Oh, me. my goodness. No, but I, I feel you on that because I'm six foot tall. I've always been taller than almost everybody else. Um, I don't know. In school, I was kind of picked on for it, like, because I was taller than all the boys, you know. Yeah, little do they know girls get grown, love long legs. Basically, all and, and I'm about to tell y'all something. So basically, all the hate that y'all see Megan and Stallion get about or oh, she tall, she gotta be a man, she must be a nigga, da 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 da. That shit is real. That shit is real, and that happens to tall women every day. Period. Period. Because I'm a tall woman. For real. You a man. Well, do you see these titties? 
and that's coochie. and that's crazy though because when I started getting taller than everybody, I definitely also started developing my grass. So clearly, not a man, but that's fine. Um, I I just always think that like um be, being tall it, on the internet, yes they pick on you. But in real life, it is a different story. And I remember in high school, like, for those of y'all who went to high school with me, you know, Winnie Young, um, y'all remember Mr. Hopkins? I, you know, in retrospect, it's probably, it's probably inappropriate, but it meant a lot to me at, at the time. And I felt like he wasn't being inappropriate. He was trying to be encouraging. And he um, he told me, he pulled me to the side one day and said, you know, <laughs> You know, I, I know that you you might be feeling down now. They might be looking at you right now, but them long legs is gonna get you something okay. in college. Okay. <laughs> in the real world, because in high school that shit don't matter. In the okay, real listen, world, but when I niggas and, look at them long legs, and when like, I got to college, they sure did. They sure did. My baby thought there's only five seven y'all. <laughs> They're gonna refer to you as Miss Long Legs. They don't know your name. Hey, Long Legs, how you doing? Listen, I get it all the time. I do. A tall glass of chocolate milk. That's what they used to call me on uh, UT campus. Oh my God, UT. I went to UT. I'm a proud college dropout. I feel like that should be in my um, introductory episode. I want to tell everybody that, you know, I'm a proud college dropout. It's okay. Like, it wasn't for me. And I knew it wasn't for me because I didn't go because I wanted to. I went because my parents told me I had to. I went because the American school system tells you go to college or go to jail, the military, because we're a capitalist society. And either way, they get to make money off of you. So that's why they tell you that that's what you need to do. And I quickly realized college was not for me. I did not have the dedication to complete college. I don't believe college is necessary. I don't think college is necessary, but I congratulate anybody who has yeah, done it because what it says to me, like your diploma doesn't say to me that you're smart necessarily. Although some diplomas do tell me that you're smart, but a diploma to me tells me that you, you have handle stress. You have the discipline and the dedication to set a goal, meet a goal, achieve. Like that's what college is because it's it, because it's not really about really knowing stuff except for like math and all that science and shit. But like for, for some of the other majors, it's not really about knowing stuff. It's about knowing how to find stuff, knowing how to say stuff, knowing how to locate information and relay it properly. And that the fact that you were able to do that on schedule enough to get some credit hours on particular information, you are blessed and granted a diploma that you earned and you work for. And I just have to say, I didn't have that discipline and that dedication in college. I knew very quickly, this is not for me. I got to get out of this. Little did my parents know I was probably going to drop out anyway, but I happened to get pregnant and that happened to be a great excuse. Thank you, Marquise. I love you. Thank you. Um, but college was not for me. And you know what? That's okay because it's not for everybody. Man, that shit definitely wasn't for me. And I knew it wasn't for me because I gave myself a free pretrial. Free dorm, free meal plan, oh my goodness. free everything. I gave myself a free pre-trial. Was even going to the classes, no cap. That's true. Listen, and when I actually fucking enrolled into Owens, like we we um had a fucking level three fucking snowstorm. When I was going to UT, or and I first met my best friend. This is before we became best friends because honestly, I couldn't. Damn this individual when I first met him. Like, I don't know. Something about him ground my gears, okay? So, whatever. When I first met him, he was... I'm not... You know I love you. <laughs> but that was hilarious. He, no, he... Sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to me, he was just another nigga. Like, honestly, like... He didn't have... He, he was never, never in class... Because he didn't go there, but he was always on campus, just hanging around doing nothing, unproductive individual. Just I was getting people to vote that year. Y'all got over 800 people to vote on that campus. I was motherfucking promoting fucking parties out that bitch. I was motherfucking oh organizing God. all types of groups. I was motherfucking um, getting, gathering the raccoons that was fucking bothering the goddamn foreign kids. I was doing all types of positive shit on the goddamn campus. This nigga, I don't think you were ever... I'm the reason why at least seven people joined a fucking at the University of Toledo. I'm a, I'm a the reason why at least seven people joined the fraternity. This man had his own dorm, 
<laughs> on campus. This man was in attendance in several classes. Um, was he signed up for those classes? No. Does college really even care? No. Why she on the campus? No, they don't pay attention to that for real. And that was why I cannot stand him. That was just something I couldn't stand. Just like where what was what he just didn't have a purpose. I didn't understand. Like he was just everywhere and nowhere all at the same time. And that I just could I, I, I don't know. At that time in my life, I just couldn't get with it. And honestly, we didn't become best friends until I got pregnant. It was I don't know. I just yeah, something I got, about I got the news and all the ocean. I'm about to have a nephew. It's Liddy. Yeah, something. I don't know. Something about I don't know. You so, just—I don't know—you became a different person once once I was pregnant. I don't know—you just became a nicer person, and, and you just showed me the real me. I guess it was like you like, well, shit, you about to be family now, so shit, you know. And you just <laughs> and so we we talked and had a heart to heart, and yeah. then said, yeah, you're my best friend. Yeah, and I just I really appreciate that we can you know be best friends, and I don't feel weird about the fact that you are related to my baby father like that man for lack of a better term I don't want to be offensive I want peace in my co-parenting situation but you know he is irrelevant to my day-to-day life and you know people find that hard to believe and I don't understand that like I feel like anybody who believes that we can't be best friends considering our situation does not understand how to be a platonic friend to somebody of the opposite sex. And that's unfortunate. If you've never experienced a true platonic, genuine friendship with someone of the opposite sex, I'm so sorry for you because it's, it's a great thing. You know, it's a great thing. It's truly a great thing. And I just, you know, I feel like if, if you can't imagine that you can't understand that we can be friends and not be, you know, like that, you know, (laughs) um, then, you need to look at yourself <laughs> and reevaluate what kind of things you would do. But, you know, this is my child's uncle. Like, we can be friends. It's okay. It's okay for us to be friends. <laughs> this is just the intro episode. So it is going to be me centered. But like I said in the Facebook group, ideally, I really want this to be a discussion-based thing. You know, I want us to talk about topics that we decide we want to talk about. So, you know, I hope that the Facebook group is active and participates. And even if not, I'm going to come up with some my own stuff that I want to talk about because I love to hear myself talk, honestly. And that's what a podcast is all about. And I just, you know, if you want to talk to me, you know, you can be a guest. And if you want to listen to me talk, you can and be a listener and be a part of the community, you know. Discuss with me. I want to have discussion. I wanna... If you want to be a hating ass bitch, then you're going to be a hating ass bitch. Oh my God. You would have to throw something like that in there. <laughs> hey, uh, this is kind of like a random um, insert. I added this in in editing. Um, hi, thanks for listening. You're tuned in, and that means you've gotten almost like 20 minutes in at this point. If uh, my timing is correct. Um, so thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. I came in here to say, um, I'm new to this whole podcasting thing. So th- there's like a really weird transition <laughs> in the cut. Um, so I'm putting this in between the next section so that you know that it's coming. Um, it kind of sounds like the podcast starts all over again. It doesn't. I talk about new stuff in that section, but I just kind of do another little intro, but it it still also makes sense because I'm talking about what I was just talking about before I came in to talk to you all. But I also wanted to preface this. Um, After I drop this episode, there is going to be a Facebook post available for discussion. I want to hear what you guys um, think about what I have to say about stuff so far. Uh, So thank you again for listening. If you made it this far, I appreciate you giving me your ear. And um, I hope you continue to listen to this episode and the others I have planned to come. So thanks. Um, okay, so this is my first episode. And like I said, I really, I really wanted this episode to be about me and why I'm doing this and just me. 
Just me. Because honestly, so, you know, I, I put a, a status up on Facebook and people liked it and they said, you know, you funny as hell. We want to hear what you got to say. And so I'm like, okay, listen to me. So I'm really hoping that I do get listeners and people want to keep listening. But even if they don't, I am excited to have an outlet to just express myself. Um, I think that's healthy. Um, I think mental health is definitely going to be a topic that I discuss. Um, people have always asked for my opinion on that. I'm openly um, honest about seeing a therapist every two weeks. I love that woman. <laughs> she is probably, I, I say, the reason that I survived 2020. Um, so, you know, I'm open about my mental health. So I want to have a mental health episode. I want to talk about sex. People be wanting my opinion on sex because I be, I, I'm very much... Don't talk to me. Don't touch me. I sleep alone. I live alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. So everybody's always asking me, like, what's my opinion on sex? I would never ask you about no sex. Because you know, I don't, I don't, I don't have that. Sex is nasty. No, <laughs> it's not nasty. It just, it just ain't for me. I don't know. I feel like there's better ways to spend my time. <laughs> I like spending my time fucking, going right. to work, and that's why. Fucking. That's. about me not being in a relationship in my life right now, I know my expectations are unreasonable. You know, I be wanting to be in a relationship for all of five minutes. And to involve somebody's life for five minutes is not fair. To involve somebody's life for five minutes and then you're done with them, that sounds pretty fucked up. Exactly. So I just rather not do it. And that's the crazy thing is when you be telling these niggas no, they got the nerve to be like, man, what you mean? No. Listen, this is not what you want. I'm trying to tell you, bro. I might look good. You might think you want to spend time with me, but I'm mean as hell. I'm mean as hell. And I'd like to sleep alone. I don't want to cuddle. Don't touch me. It's hot. Get off of me. What type of woman I want to cuddle? Well, it's apparently a lot of women that don't like to cuddle. I just I just don't touch me. No, I don't I don't want what it is. Listen, no. I because I I don't be in the mood to be or just don't touch me. Don't touch me, don't talk to me. I, I like I like that I'm by myself in the in a way that you know if I put something down somewhere that shit is gonna be there when I come back. And when you live with another grown motherfucker, that don't happen. So you say your boyfriend gonna move your cup, and that's just gonna piss me off. Aspirations in life. I always wanted to live a regular life. A regular life. What's a regular life? Oh my god! So listen, I don't. Some of y'all, some of y'all went to with Beyond, so y'all, y'all know. But it, it, it was a conversation. Describe to me regular. It was a conversation, man. Like we was, we was in Miss Miss Overton's class in science, and I'm not gonna say nobody else's names, but we was having a conversation about what we wanted to be when we grew up. And there was a girl in the class that was like, "I just want a regular life. I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be that. I just want to live a regular life." And they was like, "What the fuck? Who want to be regular? Who want to be regular? Don't you want to do this? Don't you want to do that?" No, I want to. I want to be regular as fuck, and that's what I'm doing. And I love that. I have a regular job that allows me to be stable for myself and my son. We can do nice things. We can have nice things. We can go nice places, but we don't need no hundred thousand dollar house, no fifty thousand so dollar car. Is you can, a you regular can live, life. You can live good by being a regular bitch. Hell yeah! You, you can be happy by being be, a regular. Yeah, bitch. you don't gotta be famous. You don't gotta be a movie star. You don't gotta be a singer or none of that. Like you could just be you. you and can that's, be a regular bitch and be happy. Yeah, man. And you know what's so crazy? I I I didn't I didn't speak up on her defense and I really was feeling her but I felt Why, bad because she was a regular bitch. No, but because now you see. just because I was I was a very I was very insecure and I didn't like confrontation and it, and she was holding her own. She's like, "Fuck y'all, what y'all want to do?" The girl in the class who said she just wanted to live a regular life and niggas was like, "That's boring. Don't you want to be a rich fame?" Da, 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 da. Listen, my mama always told me. You can't wear but one pair of shoes at a time. You can't drive but one car at a time. You can't live in one house at a time. So what? Are, you don't need all of that shit. Damn. You living in a capitalist society and spending all your money. You just don't need all of that. You sound like you got a beautiful, smart mom. Oh, my God. I, I'm pretty sure everybody has a, a, a male friend. And all the females have a male friend in their life. They just think their mama is so fine. My mom is not that type of woman. <laughs> Let's talk about your mom. She told us we had to mention that she got a fatty. 
nobody's mentioning that. I'm mentioning it. You need okay, to settle. Mom, you need to you. settle down. And you got a fatty. Hey. <laughs> and your guest is walking out. Drops the mic. You're not walking out. You'll never walk out on me. I've left the building. <laughs> I'll be the one walking out on you for real. Cause you'll be playing games and I don't be having time. And I told you, I'm trying to think. What else? What else about me? I like being single. I, I like being a mom. Not enough to do it again. <laughs> I do. You like you like screen you like screenwriting shit. No, okay. So he said screenwriting. That's you because do I, screenplays. I do not do screenplays. You do screenplays. I play The Sims. <laughs> I play The Sims, and they be having sometimes they be having some dramatic storylines, and I like I don't know. See, The Sims is a life simulation game, and I like to simulate life again. It's a control thing, like that's my thing. But the the good thing about it is, I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I know who control. I am. I know that I like to be in control. And so I limit the spaces in which I'm not in control. So, you know, that's just a responsible, that's knowing yourself and acting accordingly. So I can talk about. So I, okay, 2007 <laughs> was a very big year in music for me. Um, so I Why, tell people. Sean Kingston? Um, no, Sean Kingston was long before 2007. Oh, what 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 about? Well, maybe not long. What happened? What happened? Also, no, and no, his debut album was in 2007. You're yeah, absolutely see, correct. See, 2007 was a big year for me. Um, just overall, I tell people that I I don't know. It 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 always there's never a good way for me to say this. Like I feel like no matter how many times I say it, and usually I'm very good at phrasing things, but I don't know. For some reason, whenever I say this, people take it the wrong way. And I just wish that, that people could understand that being different doesn't mean that it's wrong or bad or negative. It's just different. And being a child of immigrant parents, I did not have the Black experience that a lot of actual African-Americans who have been in their country, this country for long years and years and years and generations and generations and generations. Let generations me, be, let me be your had. Black tour guide. So shut up. You already have been in some aspect. But my so like growing up in the house, we didn't listen to a lot of American music. If it was American music, it was gospel. So I know a lot of gospel. I know about Hezekiah Walker and and Martha Munizzi and 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 Chris Tomlin and all sorts of Who gospel. The fuck? Those are some of the white gospel people. But white gospel. I know some other. other I don't even know what white gospel is. Kirk Franklin. That ain't uh, white gospel. That ain't white gospel. Okay, no, but I'm saying the other artists like. If it was American music, if it was American music, it was gospel in the house because that's what my mom listened to and my dad listened to reggae. So those were my musical experiences. Reggae does. And it wasn't until my sister was getting ready to graduate from high school, she graduated from in 08, that I kind of started to branch out and kind of have my own identity. She was getting ready to leave the house and I was getting ready to be the only kid in the house and I wanted to be me and hang out with my friends and do things. Damn, so I really started that listening sound to like music. it was so long ago. I guess that's what. Okay, <clears throat> another thing about me, uh, my favorite movie of all time is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh my goodness, I love Who Framed Roger the Rabbit. I love that movie so much. It's so masterfully done, and watching it back in my adult life makes it that much better because there were so many jokes in there that were not for children that I didn't. Yeah, pick especially up on. like old girl with the animated ass and titties in the dress, Jessica Rabbit. Everybody wanted to be Jessica Rabbit. I made a Jessica Rabbit um, character page. I was yeah. You I, need to be I Jessica Rabbit for Halloween this year. No, well, I should have did it when my hair was red. I'm not dying. My Damn, hair you should have did it when your hair was red. You fucking loser. Oh wow, wow! And I picked you to be on my my premiere episode, and that's how you talk to me. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. Wow. I still love you. So you say. Um, what else is about me? Oh, I was talking about how 2007 was a big year in music for me because that's when I finally started to kind of listen to American music that wasn't gospel. Oh, what was you listen to? Lane with a rock with it? Well, definitely Sean Kingston. Uh, that was the first CD I ever bought. Sean Kingston's debut His album. His so fake. I hate it. I don't. Well, listen, <clears throat> coming from someone with Jamaican parents, 
um, those children tend to turn their accent on and off as needed in social conversations, and that shit does making him money. So. No, but he don't make his music with an American accent. So, so that's what I said. If that's helping him make money, make your money. I ain't mad at you, Sean Kingston. I, I doubt you ever hear this, but I love you. I've loved you since 2007. I loved you since the day that I laid eyes on you. Even before you lost the weight that you lost at your biggest, I loved you. <laughs> uh, listen, I don't know. That was love at first sight for me. I could tell you the moment I first heard his first song, Beautiful Girls. I was, we was in, um, we was um, on vacation in Florida at my auntie's new house. And my cousins was in there watching the music videos. That's when MTV played music videos. So, you know, that was a long time ago. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even think they played music videos. And I walked in there and he was just standing there with that pretty smile talking about, damn, all these beautiful girls. And I'm like, oh, my God, me. I've seen a music video on the TV if I ain't going to YouTube and type it in. No, you're right. What did they say? Video killed the radio star? YouTube killed the music video on TV. Like, <laughs> nobody watches music videos on TV anymore. I don't think. I think this should get televised. Thanks to Soldier Boy. I love. Okay. I remember listening to Soldier Boy and and A Rap. Is that see? Is that is that politically correct? A Rap. Yes. Is that? Can you say that? Is he? Yeah, is it? Is it Arab? I feel like. Uh, I don't even know. I, 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 feel like the, I feel like that's not his name anymore. I feel like that can't be his name anymore. I don't, yeah, I don't even know why they let that be a state, man. Yeah, because that 2007 was a wild time back then, man. You can get away with a lot of stuff you can't do no more. For sure. That's okay. Oh, that reminds me. Speaking of, because when you when you think about Soldier Boy and YouTube, it makes me think of MySpace. And when I think about no, MySpace, Boy it makes me think of... Drake! No, but I mean, some people, some people think... Back to them, them YouTube days. I do the big shorts, the big them big old shorts. I think back to those days, and I also think um, think back to MySpace, the MySpace days. And I was I catfish on MySpace? No, I never catfished on MySpace. <laughs> but I definitely want to have an episode about catfishing too, because. <laughs> I I understand. I'm not saying that it's right, but I am saying that I get it. In in some instances, because some of them episodes be wild and it'd be a whole other story. Um yeah, but I definitely want to have an episode about catfish because that's my show, uh, low-key, and I, I relate to it. Um, and a lot of that stems from the insecurity I had in my childhood. But I'm glad that I can laugh about it now in my adult life, and that's part of the healing process. So yeah, I definitely want to do an episode on catfishing. Oh my goodness, you need to do an episode on catfishing and predators too. Oh, oh, well, I you mean, you a big, you a big fucking like me. I'm a hat collector. Well, no, I see, shoes. I can. T I want to talk about catfishing because not, not. I, I can relate. I did catfish. I catfished on AOL chat. Oh, you catfished, nigga. You never I told did, me this. but again, because this was in long before long before I met you. And this was high school, you catfish niggas. High no, school. not high school. It was like more almost well, no, it was like middle school. It was like middle, middle school. school. You was catfishing niggas. Would you tell I'm gonna meet you at the library? You never did. No, but I also got catfished by somebody and I met him and he did he just didn't speak to me. He just walked right past me. And I'll tell that story on the catfish episode. But I want to talk about catfishing because I relate to that. I can talk about to catch a predator because I watched the show, but I can't relate to nothing that be going on in there. That shit is wild to me. Um and I you know what? Whenever I watch the people on YouTube that are like recreating their own kind of to catch a predator, I just people are so fucked up, and especially in today's society, you know. That to, shit is sick. To, the to catch a predator was back in like 2005, and not to say that the world was any safer back then, but it felt like it shit. Like I don't know, maybe I'm just because I'm older now. I'm just my eyes are more open to it, but I just honestly feel like it's. I don't know, man. I, I can't. I don't. I, I can't think of a situation in which I would be ready to 
lure <coughs> a stranger, even under the guise that I'm a child, lure, lure a stranger to my house for what? Like, if the police are not already at my apartment waiting for this nigga when he show up, I'm not doing that. And a lot of these people are doing these things. Well, it's mostly men. So I guess if they feel more secure, because, you know, as a man, you have a certain amount of privilege to be able to do some shit that a woman would never think twice to do by herself or alone, because let's face it, men have a history in general i'm speaking very generally you know if the shoe don't fit don't worry about lacing it up and wearing it um <laughs> you know men have a history of being aggressive and committing crimes against women so i just feel like if i'm alluring i'm pretending yeah, to be a 13 like or that, 14 year old girl a, um... and, a, and a man i'm trying to lure the man so i can catch him and stop him from attacking an actual child what the fuck am I going to do? I'm going to have to shoot that nigga when he gets to my door and then I'm going to go to jail and I can't go to jail. <laughs> I can't go to jail. Thoughts on if um, oh a woman hit a man or a man hit a woman? So what, what, What's your thoughts? I don't condone domestic violence. Re regardless what what the case is. I don't give a fuck. What, if, can I finish? Let me say what I got to say. I don't, yeah. I don't condone domestic violence. But I don't feel like women should put their hands on men solely based on the fact that they feel like a man should not return the punch. Um, you know, some women I see, they just are overly aggressive and are putting their hands on men. And I'm like, Listen, if he smack you, he's not wrong. A woman and told me that because I can't do this. a man, if, if a man, she don't give a fuck what, who the woman is. If a woman put her hands on a man. At the end of the day, he's a man. He shouldn't put his hands on her because she's a woman. I said, but at the end of the day, if this bitch put her hands on somebody, you should expect to get hands put back on you. I agree. So if somebody I put their like hands on you, how can you be mad? I feel like in self-defense. You knew it was a man when you put your hands on that man. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like in self-defense situations, that kind of rule goes out the window. But I feel like on principle, you know, a man shouldn't jump to put his hands on a woman. Uh, and but uh, and vice versa. I feel like as common human respect and decency yeah, just don't put your put hands, hands on, on nobody yeah you know as, as a man that you know what i'm definitely but do, do you feel that a, a man is weaker if he put his hands on that woman regardless that we we know some big women out here that's heavy-handed i just feel context is important and i don't want to invalidate anyone's experience with someone because i do know that men so if dad's put her ass on me i should hit her ass back I, well, y'all are siblings. And I no, think not siblings. She's a woman on the street. I don't know this woman. Okay, but she's not a woman on the street, and 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 you know her. So okay, I, it's the, hard to, okay, that's the, a hard the, hypothetical. I can't, okay, I can't entertain a that woman the same size as her. Put her hands on me. For what? I feel like context is important, and I, I, and I, I hope that nobody's offended by saying that, but I definitely feel like context is important. You know. Rihanna what? accepts her responsibility for the Chris Brown and Rihanna incident. She definitely has come forward and acknowledged her responsibility in that altercation. Was Chris Brown wrong? Absolutely. Did he go too far? Probably. But she put her hands on him. They were fighting. It wasn't a domestic violence situation like Chris got home drunk and just decided he wanted to beat her ass. Yeah, that's what it I'm wasn't saying. like that. You know what I'm saying? So context is important, I feel like. Okay, let's just say they in the store. I don't know. The fucking the guy didn't see her kid, and she like nigga, you ain't seen my kid apologize to my kid. Like damn, nigga, I ain't seen him. I ain't apologizing. No, you gonna apologize to my son? See that I'm not apologizing. Then she hits this man. Will he be wrong for for hitting her back? Um, I, I see. I just feel like I wouldn't necessarily say he was wrong for hitting her, but I feel like the situation could have been handled better and differently. Yes, she was wrong for putting her hands on you, but. You, your automatic response as a as with self-controlling yourself should not be to hit her back. Like, listen, warn her. Listen, woman, you don't want to put your hands on me. Let's not do this. This doesn't have to be this. And then if she does it again, okay, then she's asking for it. This, this is why I'm saying context is important. And I'm a person that likes to apply logic and reason, okay? Mm -hmm. So I like to be upfront and honest with my intentions. So you can't never act surprised. Okay, because if I say that it's this way and you you feel like I'm see that's this is the thing about telling niggas no. I tell a lot of niggas no and they feel like I'm playing hard to get. They they think that it's a game. Like, no, accept that my no is no, because then I'm gonna have to hurt your feelings because you're not taking the regular no. 
So I just feel like, you know, I don't know. I just feel <laughs> I just feel, I feel like, like nobody should put their hands on nobody. Yes. And at the end of the day. Cause we all give a fuck if a man put his hands on me. That nigga get his ass hit back. If a woman put her hands on me, bitch, you should have put your hands on me. There's always you a kick better way me, to I'm kicking things. you back, bitch. What the fuck is you kicking me for? I think there's just always a better way to handle things. You slap me, I'm slapping your ass back. Bitch, why and I'm you? a words person, so I would rather talk and assess and, you know, you know, talk it out. Use my words. And maybe not in the moment. All right. You made it through another section of the podcast. And I hope that you're hearing this. If you're not hearing this, then I have nothing else to say to you because you're not hearing this. <laughs> um, so you're you're coming up on the on the last section of the podcast before I wrap it up. Again, I just want to say thank you for listening. And I just thank you. Thank you. I can't thank you enough. And I feel like I didn't thank thank you enough in in the actual outro of the last part so i'm coming in again to just thank you a million times for listening and i and i hope that i hope that i was interesting um yeah <laughs> so here comes the last part we're gonna have an episode about confrontation i'm sure i'm sure i love to talk about confrontation i love confrontation you do i like other people's confrontation i believe that everybody in life needs a certain amount of drama and so the type of drama that i get i prefer to get from reality tv i don't care if it's fake it's drama and that feeds the the human need that i have for drama and then also my best friend is wild as hell and so you, you, like, you like to watch bitches told drinks on other bitches i do i've recently been re-watching the bad girls club and i've been living for every moment of it that's their first go-to to grab a drink drink <laughs> all that ratchet shit and i love it <laughs> because i'm not gonna do it <laughs> i enjoy controlling my space too much to involve myself in that but i do enjoy to watch it i mean if they're gonna put it on tv why not that's the way I see it. But I also feel like everybody needs a certain amount of drama. So me personally, I would rather partake in my drama virtually via the media in small doses as as I feel the need and then not entertain it in my personal life. <laughs> my personal life, I'd like to think that I attack everything with logic reason. What's the reason? It depends on the situation. It's Jesus. That's the reason. Oh, my goodness. Oh, we might have an episode about... Well, not Mike. We probably oh, not will. not a Jesus lover, but you a drag lover. I, why, do, why can't... Well, first oh, of all, wow. why can't the two things be synonymous? Number one, my relationship with the Lord is different right now, and we can have that in a different episode, but, you know, I was raised in a church, so, you know, my relationship is just different. Um. It's 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 kind of I guess I w- I would say it's it's an older stigma, but it it I I've seen it firsthand in some of my family members. So you know I know it's 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 a stereotype, it's an assumption, but it's it's accurate. It's it's rooted in some accuracy. I would say that you know Jamaicans tend to be very extremely violently homophobic, um, and you know my sounds like you guys got a thing against the gays. As a as a family, I was raised to believe that it was wrong. Like I so said, in, in religion and things like home. that. And I I disagree. I feel like who gives a fuck what somebody else is doing? That shit has nothing to do with me. So if that man if that home. man comes up to you, if a man comes up to you and tell you he's attractive, and you're not obviously you're not homosexual, so you tell him well, I'm not gay. I'm thank attractive? you. Thank you. I don't swing that way, but thank you. And going about your day, no, I'm like, not giving. People it, I'm get not offensive. Them thank you. Why? You're That's getting, a compliment. You're not getting thank I you. personally love when women tell me that I look good and, and I'm attractive. I I feel no. like it because it comes. It's it's more genuine coming from a woman than when it comes from a man because I feel like. Men just want to fuck me, honestly. And I, I don't even see my... I, that sounds so conceited. But when I tell you any man that I've ever been interested in just has felt like it's at the end of the day, that's all they wanted. That, that's what it feels like. So I just, you know, I hate to make that assumption, but 
that I know that's what I'm not interested in. So I know I'm going to just tell you no. And so, it's not so me playing me hard saying to get. Thank you make it seem like I'm flattered. You don't have to be flattered. Somebody has given you a compliment. It's common. It's common. It's manners to say thank you for the compliment. I appreciate that, sir. But I don't, you know, I don't get down like that. That And the man is probably going to be like, okay, that's fine. And go about your day. See, my thing is, I don't understand how people can hate gay people. What does what does what somebody else want to do not, in their bedroom? I'm not talking about you. I was, I was, I'm like not no, talking about you. Gay. I'm not talking about you. I said people. So if the shoe does not fit, I told you don't have to wear it. But my whole thing is, I don't understand how people can hate gay people and be so mad about gay people, like with what they're choosing to do in their own bedrooms. It's like it. Does, like my whole thing is, if at the end of the day I go to sleep. And it does not affect me. It does not control me. It does not have anything to do with anything that I love and care about or anyone that I love and care about. Then I don't give a damn. So if some man somewhere wants to sleep with another man, if some woman somewhere wants to eat the vagina of another woman, that has nothing to do with me. So I don't understand why people are so mad and on some kind of crusade to, to condemn them. Like, listen, right. you know, it, it, it wouldn't be, you know, we're just human beings. I, I just wish more people just... Honestly, in 2021, the way the world is, I thought that it'd be a lot easier the more open you are about what the fuck you're doing if you are gay. Like, the more open you is, the more people accept you in that lifestyle. Like, yeah, but again, you have to remember that this is this is in 2021, and we've discussed unlearning traumas and things that happen in your childhood that whether you want to believe it or not directly correlate to your behaviors as an adult. So you can't just say that, okay, because now it's 2021 and the world is a bit more accepting than they once were that everybody should just be able to move forward with that. Because remember that when they were children and dealing with this, the world was not like this. And that's something that they have to unlearn and, and learn to be comfortable with and it's not necessarily something that we have to 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 force them to do. I'm gonna try with you. I thought I was, I thought the world was comfortable with it because every time I turn on a goddamn TV show, every time I cut on a movie, every time it's a commercial, and it, then change to another channel where they're equally discrediting all of those people and those individuals and those movements that you're seeing. Like, come on now, don't act like it's not out there. On every every TV show now, it's a, okay. there's a white person, there's a black person, there's an Asian person, there's a gay person. I mean, there's but there's a... been a push for including diversity as for a long time, but it, more recently than not, I mean, so so yeah, black people have been fighting to be seen for a long time in media, and so now gay people and and people who identify as LGBT are there. They are fighting for representation in media, and now they're getting that representation. You can't get. You know, be like, oh, well, I'm seeing it everywhere. That's what they're getting and what they want. That's just one facet of something that they're fighting for in terms of equal representation. And representation is important for the youth so that they don't have to go through what these people are going through now in 2021, unlearning the traumas that they dealt with as fucking kids. That's what they want. They want a better future for the other LGBTQ community. They want to make sure that they don't have to, you know, I'm, I'm raising a kid that doesn't have to unlearn trauma. You know, I want to, I want to, I want a kid to have a childhood. He doesn't have to recover from when he's an adult, you know, that, and that's what the LGBT community wants for the young LGBT community. They want them to be able to live a life where they don't have to heal from it in their adult life. Well, listen, man, you're you pretty persuasive, all right? Oh my goodness. <laughs> you would say that. I'm going to save that clip for the end of the video. <laughs> you heard it here first, uh, first, guys. I, I'm pretty persuasive. So I don't know how this, I don't know how this even happened. Well, you know what? These are things that are important to me. And with this being an introductory episode, I'm glad that we got on this topic. Hey, with that being said, you got the motherfucking rhetoric, dog. Oh. <laughs> you, got, you got the motherfucking rhetoric. Um, my best friend is definitely going to be back and do more episodes with me. And I want to have guests all the time. You come kick with me, drink with me, have a glass of wine. I'm a I love wine. Um, I also have been what doing kind this of wine? thing. Light or dark? I like Capriccio. Some people Capriccio. Call it, some people call it. That's like a Mike Hart some with people, a shot of vodka. Some people, some people call it Capriccio. <laughs> with, with sparkling but, wine. But see, I drink by myself, so you don't have to worry about that. I just I that just shit drink. is strong. I just drink to go to sleep. 
I'm trying to tell you, adults need to drink or smoke or do some type of drug with every activity. No, that's not all the time. I just, let me take just a shower. Let me take a shot. No, well, that's not me. I'm about to eat. Let me smoke. Some people like to. No. I'm what? about to fuck. Let me pop this pill. What? what? We about to go bowling. Let's drink. I don't know. Y'all want to play some cards? First roll of all, up. I, first of Let's all. Let's walk the dog. Get a blunt. Oh, my God. Not walk the dog. Let's go grocery shopping. Get some shots. No, <laughs> like, what? Who wants? First of all, you should never go drunk grocery shopping. I, I get. I mean, never go drunk grocery shopping. You, you go sh- high. You, you go never, high grocery shopping. You should never go, go high grocery shopping. You talking no, about? I, listen, I don't even like the grocery shop. I'm about to start doing Instacart again because Instacart, I don't know, was I, that other punch bug? Yeah, I don't know. Don't punch me, please. <laughs> you already like owe me third one today. I, I'm not doing the bits. Listen, you already owe me thirty squats. Fifty minutes left in the day. And fifty could, minutes left in the day. And oh, I can tell snap. you right now, I'm not busting out the dirty squats. <laughs> not you busting out. Okay, now you're gonna make me feel bad. Now I feel like I should do my my squats in these last fifty minutes of the day. That's not even fair, dude. All right, y'all. So uh, tune in next week for the next episode. Um, I think I want to drop on Tuesdays or Sundays. I had to drop my premiere episode on 420 because I'm not going to say anything that incriminates myself. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. Um, so yes, um, tune in with me, you know, come and enjoy this rhetoric, this persuasive communication. Um, you know. Just have a good time. Hear my thoughts. Um, I plan that I drop an episode every week. And I hope we stay active in the uh, Facebook group and discuss. And I just want this to be a community full, full of open discussion and where we can share our opinions and have some good intellectual conversation. So, um, yes, join me next week for Rhetoric with Marsha Reed. Good night, everybody. See y'all. Or should I even say good night? I don't know if hey. I'm dropping in the night. Oh my goodness. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> it's handy. I'm out. I don't I don't have a cool exit yet. I'm working on it, y'all. <laughs> Good goodbye. Good goodbye. Oh, that's <laughs> no. <laughs> that's from no, that's from um that's Trixie and Katya. Those are drag queens. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. They do this thing where drag they, lover. They they say, you know, they say you, you have to be really soft with your goodbye. It has to be warm and inviting and make people want to come back and talk to you. Goodbye. <laughs> I did want to come back and talk. Okay, like, wait a minute, like, goodbye. <laughs> I don't know. I need a fun intro. I need a fun exit. But, you know, I'm just getting started. So it's going to develop. It's going to it's gonna change. It's going to be everything. I've said, like, goodbye, like, eight times. This is the longest <laughs> outro ever. It's going to develop, like, crack since the 80s, okay? Oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness! I'm not. I'm not leaving that in there. I'm <laughs> not putting that in there. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>